What's up, George? What's going on, Michael? How you feeling, brother? I feel good, man. How are you? I feel good. I feel real good. You know what I did yesterday? I didn't tell you, and you're you're rarely on Instagram, so uh, I went into Barnes and Noble and signed a copy of our book. I saw it, and then I put it up on Instagram, and someone went and got it, which was super cool. That's a that is really cool. You actually know my favorite part of that story. What's the favorite part? The follow-up of the person who asked you if you asked for permission to do that or if you just did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a perfectly valid question and one that would run through the mind of, of many people. But just knowing you, there is less than 0% chance you would ever <laughs> ask for permission <laughs> to do something like that. I learned from the best. Always ask for forgiveness, not permission. Who that's, taught you that's that? That's what... Mike Vacanti taught no, no, me that. No, 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 no. You already embodied that before I had ever uttered those words. That's true, but I liked the words, so the words okay. went through my head. But yeah, no, I don't. I'm not going to ask for permission to sign my own fucking book. <laughs> well, especially when you knew someone was going to come pick it up shortly after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny because I was with my wife, and and she wanted to get a picture with the book, with both of us in the book right there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was a woman just nearby and and we asked, hey, can you take a picture? And she was like, why? Did you write the book? And I was like, yeah, actually I did. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> 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 it was almost like a sarcastic, like, why? Did you write the book? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, why are you taking a picture with this? Like, why are you wasting yeah. my time? I wanted to plagiarize and and uh, and sign your name as well, but I thought that I, that wouldn't be okay. So I was like, all right, I'll just do mine. I would have been very okay with that. If I had plagiarized your – all right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Mike signed it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was here a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that actually wouldn't have worked though because there was only one left on the shelf. So Yeah, there was only one left. I'm guessing yeah. it had not been there very long. No, hope not. My wife was like, why is there only one? We should, they should go to the back of the store and bring out the other coffee. Yeah, that's honestly, like, I don't know if there are any other coffee. That's poor inventory like, management. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there was with, some all, with really all due respect, of course. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect <laughs> to, to Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Noble. Yeah, I mean, real shitty management. Well, <laughs> yeah, one copy. Like, <laughs> yeah, unless they just keep running out because so many people keep going to scoop them up. You need to be ahead of that. Just in time inventory. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one thing that's, that's our new business name just in time inventory we take care of all your inventory needs <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the name of a, a system i think it was in like a business systems class i took in college really yeah oh wow okay yeah physical product stuff nothing we need to worry about here in the uh online fitness online. space yeah yeah oh should we mention that this is the last week of the sale this is the last week of the sale Last week, we're mentioning it last week. If you want in in the online fitness business mentorship, whether you have like you're thinking about becoming a coach and you're not sure yet, or you're already a coach, you've already got clients, you've already got things going. Uh, we've got things for everybody. We've got tons of courses. We have live Q and A's every month. Uh, so if you want in, this is the lowest cost it will literally ever be in the history of it. So if you're thinking about being a coach or you want to be a coach or you are a coach and you just want to grow an online business, this is your chance. Last last opportunity to get the lowest cost it will ever be. Realistically, you have t- 
two to three days to, to get in there. Use the code POPUPSCALES, all one word. It's in the show notes. But if you type in POPUPS, if, if you wait a week from now and then you type in POPUPSCALES, the 20% discount, the $300 discount is not going to work. And we don't want to get an email that says, hey, I know I missed the sale. Can I please still get in at the discount? No, sorry. If you send us an email asking, oh, hey, can you please extend the discount? We're going to send you something so rude. <laughs> we're going to just be belligerent. We're going to be so mad, so mad. And we're going to be like, you know what? You should never sign up for the mentorship. We don't ever want you if this is how you handle yourself. All right. $300 off right now for the next two or three days or so. Pop-up scales. And, you know, if you listen to last the last episode or the episode before, this has been going on for a little while. You've had ample time. So, you know, either get in or don't. If you get in, we'd love to have you. If not, we appreciate you listening to the pod. We love you anyway. See you later. I'll see you another time. What's that? What's that? <laughs> what is that? Is that Michael Scott? <laughs> no, it's from a movie. It's from uh, I Love You, Man, I think. It's like, see you later. I'll see you another time, <laughs> Jobin. He's like, who the fuck is Jobin? <laughs> you, have you not seen I Love You, Man? Yeah, yeah, I have. Do you remember that part? You don't remember that part? No, that's not that's a movie right. that like stood out as having a, a whole lot of... Like I remember parts of Shawshank. I remember like oh yeah, Rounders. You know the Batman trilogy. Bro. There's a lot of like I love you, man. Didn't didn't have many many of those moments for me. What about Step Brothers? I've I've only seen it once and I enjoyed it. And it's funny. There weren't lessons that hit home that I'm going to carry with me to my deathbed. But funny, I mean, there could be. There could be. <laughs> Which ones, man? There are so many. It's hard to even name one off the top of my. <laughs> <laughs> no it's definitely not one of those like doesn't have those archetypical characters who are gonna like inspire you to be better like there's no john snow like that. let's go let's go yeah there's none of that but man that movie is so funny i just watched it when i was doing cardio the like last couple days mm -hmm. that movie is so funny it's like i was breathless on the elliptical doing cardio it was unbelievable so worth it worth it to watch again yeah Comedy is important. Like laughing is, is physiologically good for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially for people who don't do it very much. Let's go in on the science behind laughing, Mike. You Let's, take the reins on let this. Me, let, me, <laughs> let me scrub PubMed a little bit and uh, we'll pick up next week. We got a big episode today. We're hitting business topics, business tips, the, the physiology and life extension properties of laughter. We'll have to wait approximately 7 to 14 days. So okay. maybe next episode, it may be the one after that. You're going to have to remind me, Jordan. But uh, yeah. You just know because I'll forget. You yeah, know I'll forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there anything else? Oh, I got a new phone. But this phone is not for communication. I got a new phone solely for pictures and videos of my child. Interesting. Yeah, rather than get, you know, because when we were kids, our parents had like just cameras mm, that mm -hmm, they would have. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't want to buy a whole like big camera that I then have to upload onto the computer and do like literally just got the newest iPhone. And it was the easiest experience at Apple I've ever had. I was like, you don't need to connect anything. You don't need to transfer any, no nothing. Just I want the fucking phone just so I can video and and then upload and share and stuff super easily. But this entire phone is just for my kid. 
I mean, it's essentially buying a, a camcorder or a video recorder back yeah. in the day. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And then document yeah, super excited. your your child's yeah. life and for your child to look back on. I'm intentionally not naming the gender of your child because I don't know. Oh, if that's dude, public. I actually no, I, I made it public on my most recent podcast. A girl. We're having a girl. It's amazing. We're having a little baby girl. Very exciting. We're keeping her name private, just like my wife. But yeah, we're having a little baby girl. That's awesome. But that, yes, it makes sir. complete sense to have a, yeah. a separate phone for that rather than having yeah. to sift through everything, especially when you're in a position where you can, right? Like, Yeah. And I have more I have more videos and pictures on my phone than I think most people do just because of content. the nature of my job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I don't have that much extra space. I think a lot of people do have more extra space than I would. So I was like, I'm just going to have this one for, for baby content. Give them your uh, Apple affiliate code. I know you're just waiting to do it. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> super in with the Apple affiliates. <laughs> Siat 10 for 10% 10 off of all of your Apple products at checkout. What about you, man? How are you doing? What's new in the Michael world before we dive into this pod? Played a couple rounds of golf this past week with my dad. How'd you shoot? That was really fun. Not well. Not well. Oh, you said your short game wasn't good. No, it wasn't. I got a new driver, so I'm actually hitting the ball off the tee, which I have basically never been able to do in my life because I'm kind of an idiot and had a way too whippy of a shaft for my swing speed. And uh, and just it was too lofted of a club. I'd never really played that much. I didn't care that much. But I was like, oh, I just sliced the ball. I just sliced the ball. But now I have a driver that has a, a much stiffer, heavier shaft and uh, a lower degree loft so I can hit it much further and straighter. Wow, I didn't know that the actual implement mattered that much. Like that the actual club, I was looking for that word, that the club matters that much. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I'm, uh, I stink for all intents and purposes, right? So imagine the guys at the professional level. Like I remember there's a clip somewhere of Tiger being able to pick up a club and know the weight of the shaft. And and they're Jeez. measured they're measured in grams, so it's like it's like sixty four grams, sixty eight grams, seventy grams. Like that's the level of precision that these elite players have. With uh, yeah, but that's insane. Yeah, that's really fun to just like spending time with my dad and being out on the golf course, being outside, not being. Hey, you're waking with up technology. super early, getting like some movement in, or you woke up at like four the other day. Yeah, I'm not doing. We're that's not happening again. I had this genius idea that part of it is just, you know, not like next weekend, for example, I'm going to be up north with my entire family and we're going to get up and golf in the morning because we don't want to like waste the day essentially and not be around mm -hmm. everyone else. Uh, but my dad and I had this idea of going off as the first tea time and he found a course that a buddy of his is the owner of and it's 40 minutes away so we basically woke up at 4 30 in the morning got down there teed off before 6 a.m but then i needed a three-hour nap that day waking up that early does not make sense for the the benefit of if you're first off in the morning and it's a twosome you can play much faster and it's much yeah. more enjoyable not having to wait but sometimes you get lucky and the course isn't that busy and you just don't have to wait regardless mm. Mm. that makes sense You've been playing a lot of golf. More this summer than I ever have. I've probably played at least 10 rounds, maybe maybe 12 rounds. 
I don't practice though. I just like playing. You're talking about practice? <laughs> we didn't even talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm not getting better like I could, but it's fun. Yeah. And you're good. I mean, I've seen you in that virtual golf course in my building. You you can hit it. What would you say if I said you're good at jujitsu? Like you're good. I'd say you haven't seen really good jujitsu players. Exactly. You haven't seen <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. Should we dive into this pod? Let's do it. We got the second half of of uh, top business tips for 2022. Is that it? That's exactly right. Great memory. Iron. That was a complete guess. Top business growth tips in 2022. So we did the first five two weeks ago. Yep. Two episodes ago. And and just a real quick recap. These were more on the theoretical side or, or last week, sorry, were more on the theoretical side or two weeks ago, I should say. And this episode, they're more practical tips. So we had depth over width, dominate one platform, storytelling, hard work, and make people like you as the five. And if you want us to go more in depth on those and you haven't listened two episodes ago, definitely check out that episode. Um, but here in part two, we're covering more tactics. Yeah. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, you should. Like, It doesn't do you any good just to hear those headlines and not have any substance. So go back and listen to the episode if you haven't already. And if you did listen to the episode, you should probably go back and listen as well. Because if you haven't taken our fucking advice, then go back and listen again and take the advice. But now we're going to go into the new episode and the real practical tips. Super high standards. If you listen to that episode anytime in the past two to three weeks and you have not implemented it immediately, Jordan's what disappointed. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm belligerently upset. All right. What's number one, Michael, for the practical business growth tips in 2022? Number one is soft versus hard selling slash don't launch so often. That is not where people thought it was going when you first started that sentence. Soft versus hard. Where do they go? Oh, selling. So selling. <laughs> Sales. Okay. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so soft versus hard selling. What was the rest of it? And not launching all the time. And not launching all the time. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Lead us off here. All right. All right. I'll be the the lead batter. Lead off. I'll be number one. Um what do they what do they call the lead batter in baseball? I'm not a baseball. You've played more baseball in your life than I have, despite being this like anti team sports guy. I'm not anti team sports. I'm just I'm just super pro individual sports, but I'm not anti team sports. Eh, okay. Well, I'm not well, anti-team. Well, well, <laughs> I like I like team sports. Sometimes you just Which get ones? really frustrated with team sports. Soccer, big soccer guy. Who's I your like favorite baseball? Team? Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend episode has some good uh, some good Lucy Goof Goosey vibes here. I like it. Lucy Goof Goose vibes. Goofy, here goosey. we go. Goosey Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a goosey Lucy. Uh, all right. No, but no, this is actually an important discussion. I'm not anti. I like team sports. I think they're important. I think, um, I don't know. I just, I value, I value individual sports more. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I like team sports. It teaches you how to work with people. It's, no, 
that's just people say that. I don't think it really teaches that. It it's abs- sort of like it absolutely teaches that. No, 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 because no. it's sort of like this. You know how the teachers are like, all right, we're gonna do group projects, and and they're always like, yeah, this is good because it teaches you how to work with other people. Then just one person does the whole project anyway. No one, no so one, it's no like, one gives a shit about school. People who are playing sports at a decently <laughs> no high level actually care about sports. Yeah. No, no. I agree at like a higher level for sure. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I I think uh, in life, I would rather be reliant on myself than have to learn how to, you know, appease other people. I feel like individual sports, I like that. Like, hey, this is all you. Like, this is 100% you. Whether you win or lose is entirely dependent on you yep. and you can't blame anyone else. You can't blame someone on the team for making a mistake. You can't like, it's literally, this is all you, or you're just not as good as that person. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. But like the whole team aspect, I'm like, listen, I, I like it. And I love team sports. I like playing team sports. I like soccer, playing soccer. I like playing baseball, all that. But I like the individual aspect of sport better or individual sports better, especially as it pertains to life. I think both have their pros and cons. All right. Well, that's the most middle of the road answer ever. Of course. <laughs> it, it is. It's a middle of the road take because I don't have a hot take on it. I like both. I love golf. I love hockey. I played both sports growing up. And, and I think both have pros and cons. Yeah. You, played, yeah. you played baseball, yet here you are asking me what the leadoff is called. I don't know. I don't play baseball. I forget. I forget. <laughs> I think it's, it's called, called the leadoff. leadoff. <laughs> Saturday podcast, man. These are good. We should do these more often. I'm in. I'm fully in. Podcast on the Sabbath. All right. So soft selling your, versus your, hard selling. Your Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Is your Sabbath Sunday? Yeah. Oh, do you call it the Sabbath on Sunday? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You, you call it Sabbath? <laughs> yes. Uh, technically yeah do 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 jewish people who take the sabbath or take shabbat super seriously yeah you can you use technology on saturday no 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 if you're taking it super seriously you cannot no, so from from Friday night at sundown to Saturday night at sundown, no technology, no driving, no it's it's the whole purpose is literally just to spend time with like your family and friends and relax. So like mm-hmm. no technology, no electricity, no driving, none of that. It's like you can read, you can read a book, you can go on a walk, you can have like picnics, you can do all that stuff, but it's like it's no work. The purpose was really like to rest. Mm-hmm. And the the main purpose was, you know, on, on the seventh day, God rested, right? So that the purpose was to honor that day and to rest and to not work. And as technology improved and we have all these things, it turned into like, okay, well, you know, no video games and all that other stuff, which they like could be a form of relaxing. But yeah, if you take it super seriously, then no, there's, there's none of that. What percentage of Jewish people adhere to that rigorous a degree? Like, I don't like know one, the like exact 1%? percentage. 
it's a super small percentage. Yeah. It might be a little bit more than that, maybe 5%. I think I would probably max. I, I don't I don't know though. But I mean, I guess then we'd have to get into the discussion of like, well, sort of culture versus religion. Jewish, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. are they, like, how many actually religiously practicing Jews versus like, just like they're blood Jewish or they've converted or whatever. And, it's probably, yeah. And, and total Jews in the world is somewhere between 15 and 20 million. That's a really good question. Let me Google it real quick. How many Jews are there in the world? We've got- This is a real- Wow, that was biz- super close. Real business episode here. 14, 14.8 mil as of, uh, as of 2020. Okay. At 14.8. One of my real good buddies, Joe Woolley, uh, I remember there was a phase in college where, and I've told you this story, but he- couldn't use the oven i remember mm, so yeah friday night got back from the bars like i remember him being like man could really go for a pizza right now <laughs> <laughs> like huh he's like yeah what i mean i got these frozen pizzas in the freezer what and then to our, he's like stone you want could pizza sound good <laughs> just kind of like getting him to turn the oven on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to find these workarounds yeah. for it. Yeah, that's so funny. I mean, so there are some, actually in New York, they have a lot of these buildings. There are buildings dependent, they're all over in Israel, obviously, but New York has them as well because there are a lot of Jews in New York where they'll have a Shabbat elevator where if you live in a really tall building, and like you can't go down all these floors, like, like you'd it'd be a real issue. They have one elevator that is just constantly running, mm-hmm. and you don't have to hit the button. It will just go through the entire building all day, oh. so you don't actually have to hit the button. So technically, you're not using electricity um, in order to help the people who live in those buildings who want to keep Shabbat. What what as an elite fitness coach? What floor would you deem as acceptable to take that elevator <laughs> on average? Uh, assuming the person has no physical issues or anything and like, of, or, of course, of yeah, course, yeah, we're yeah. not, I just have to put that. We're not trying, I don't want to get canceled. You know what I mean? You, you're uncancelable, <laughs> but continue. Um, I would say 15 and above. Wow. I like that. I like that. I was thinking yeah. 11 and I thought you were actually going to come in under me, but I really like that number. Yeah. I think 15 and, and like, if you have a lot of groceries, fine. I would, but yeah, like, you're not carrying something heavy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you're just going outside for a walk or whatever, just take the stairs, 15, 15, 14 and below. But if you're 15 and above, you can take the elevator. You walk to 14 and then take the elevator the rest of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Steps are important. Cardio is important. I mean, we hit this last episode. We don't need to belabor that point. Preaching. George, tell the people about so we we see these we see these gurus on Instagram. We see these other peers, other fitness professionals, and it seems like every month they're launching this. They're taking two clients max were a really good fit. <laughs> they're they got a brand new course. They got a this and a that. Every month, there's something new. There's a launch. There's is that the every op- is that the optimal day. way? 
Is that <laughs> every day? My new program. I'm only accepting two new clients. Da, 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 shut up. No, n- no. And there's so many issues with this this whole model. Mm-hmm. But the the primary focus right now is just on the launching so often. Quit launching so often. What are you what are you doing? Like, so there there's two different types of way. There's many, but the two big ones, the two big, big rocks that we'll look at are soft selling versus hard selling. Hard selling is where you actively go out of your way to ask for a sale. Where sort of like what we're doing right now with the mentorship, right? Sign you up do it a couple times a year. Sign up, pop up scales, you get $300 off, right? That's a hard sale. And I'm serious. I'm saying that sign up right now. Yeah. You get, two, you get two clients during your first year and you make your money back. And if you don't yeah. make your money back, we have a hundred percent money back guarantee. If you do everything we say during the entire first year, you don't make your money back. We refund the entire thing. Yeah. So, so that's a hard sale is exactly what we just did. We don't do this very often at all. Um, if you do that too often, it becomes super obnoxious and it loses the the intrigue. It loses the the specialness of it, uh, the uniqueness of it. And the aspect of, of the uniqueness is the thing is people are always trying to make their hard sales unique. But if you do it often, then you have to make it up. The thing about this hard sale that we're saying right now for the mentorship is like it is unique because this is literally the lowest cost it will ever be period, end of story. It will never be this low again. So that makes sense. But if we're launching this every month and we were always saying, join, 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 we would have to find different ways to try and make it unique. And it's just obnoxious and you're being disingenuous and and people get used to it. Whereas a soft sale is something where you just regularly mention a service that you offer without necessarily asking for them to 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 buy it, right? So for example, here on this podcast, we mention the the fitness business mentorship all the time. We talk about it all the time. We highlight different members. We express how proud of them we are. We talk about their successes. We regularly do that, but only rarely do we have a hard sale for the mentorship. And and that's the difference between the two. Now, in fitness, it could look like you you know. Um, for example, I'll give it, I'll give an example using my my inner circle, but you could sub inner circle for your one-on-one coaching if you want to. I I do a hard sale for the inner circle twice a year. That's it. Two times a year I do a hard sale and the mentorship is about the same. We do about 3 or so in the mentorship, so 2 or 3 a year and I'll I'll offer a significant discount. And that's pretty much it. Uh usually about 20 or 30% discount twice a year and that's it. That's a hard sale but only two times a year. And right now I get people asking me every day, uh, when is the next sale? When is the next sale? When is the next sale? Right. And, and I'm like, listen, it's not going to be for another like four months. You got, you got some time. So oftentimes those people will just sign up because they don't want to wait or they will wait. But either way, I'm very strict with it. And I'm like, I only offer it twice a year in that way. So when I do finally offer it and when it is that time, more people jump on it because they know I'm not joking about it. Whereas soft mentions, I, I highlight inner circle members very regularly. I, I show them, I, I, I express uh, my how proud of them I am, how, how hard they work, all of this stuff. So if you're making posts about your your online coaching program, like you could make an entire post. Let's say you have a conversation with one of your clients and your client is like, oh, I'm just, I'm really struggling with staying full in a calorie deficit. 
cool. So now you can make an entire post about, hey, so I was just speaking with my online fat loss coaching client, uh, Jonathan, about how he's struggling to stay full while in a calorie deficit. He's already lost seven pounds. So his, his, uh, he's getting a little bit hungry, which is totally normal. And I want to give you five of my best tips to help you stay full while you're losing weight. Cool. So now you've mentioned that you have an online fat loss coaching client. So now people are like, oh, like I didn't know you did online fat loss coaching. I didn't understand that. So they can see that, but you do this on a regular basis and maybe they don't say something the first time or the second time or the 90th time, but the 91st time they see you mention this, they might reach out. They might ask you, hey, like tell me more about your online fat loss coaching. I want to learn more about it. And when you do this for years and years and years, you build up an audience of people who really want to learn more about it and who are excited about it. And so that way, when you do eventually hard sell, it's going to have a much greater impact than if you just do it randomly or if you just hard sell all the time. Mm. What do you think, Mike? I think you nailed it. I think you, that was a great example. I think you hit the nail on the head. When we make free content that helps people, that educates people, that entertains people, we are building goodwill. We are building equity. And I don't mean in this new like way that we use equity, like equality in politics. I mean, equity as in, <laughs> are they using it like that? Yeah. You're so far removed from anything corporate. Yeah. DIE, oh, diversity, inclusion, equity, like, yeah, very, oh, Okay, but equity as in, you know, the 1990s or, or last decade, 2000s, I guess that was two decades ago now, um, usage of the term, which is ownership. Like you, you have equity, you have ownership in a company, you buy stock, you have ownership. You are accruing equity, you are accruing goodwill from your audience when you help them for free, when you do good things for them for free. When you hard sell, you're giving away equity, mm. right? You're bothering. The, it's it's why when you, uh, it's why a sales email is going to get more unsubscribes than an email that is pure value. Like most people don't want to be hard sold to all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so this, this balance between uh, giving away stuff for free and hard selling is, is this dance that you're, you're doing over time to both help people, but also build your business. When you soft sell, you're not really you're, you're not going for a right hook. You're not going for an ask. There's soft mentions. Uh, I built my entire, I've never hard sold fitness coaching my entire life. I've never done a three spots open. I've never done a, a sale going on ends at the end of whatever. I've it was pure make content, help people for free, and then took on clients for free early on so that I got the online experience, started getting some testimonials, got my systems in order by actually doing it myself, not by trying to outsource it to some company who's going to charge me $19.99 a month and build my systems for me because you're not going to learn that way. Purely soft selling is going to lead to uh, uh, maybe a little bit slower accumulation of, of clients and of your business, but sustainable. Mm. You're you're not giving away goodwill. You're not giving away equity. You're continuing to um, to to build and to help and to generate goodwill while also growing your business. And the example you gave was great. Like anytime you can story tell about a client uh, who saw great progress and and also help educate, like have a story that has has lessons that are going to help the person reading it or consuming it. Uh, that's a great way to soft sell. Any mention of what you do is a form of soft selling. Um, just indirectly reminding people of the fact that you have a, a service that they can sign up for without actually saying, 
hey, sign up, sale ends on Sunday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And also it's important to, to keep in mind if you, let's say you're using client testimonials that we could say like before and after pictures uh, for your selling, that's totally fine. Um, but if you're going to do that in a whether it's a hard sale or a soft sale, it doesn't matter when make sure that the, that it's a, you tell the story about that client, make sure it's not just like, Hey, you see these results, join my program because the client's going to feel used. It's, it's not, it's not right to do that. You should tell the story about that client, how they found you, what they struggled with, what they did well with all of that, tell their story. And actually that will, it will lead to better sales as well, rather than just saying like, Hey, you like this, like join my program. That's just lazy and stupid, but make sure you're, you're telling their story rather than just, uh, putting that out there and just saying, Hey, join my program. And, and we talked about this a little bit on the last mentorship live stream, uh, but the boron letters are a great read for improving your your writing, but also your storytelling uh, and and practice. Right? If you're not a great storyteller, if you're not great at anything, practice, learn from executing, say words, and uh, and you'll Just get talk. better. <laughs> Just tell the story. <laughs> I think a lot of people get word like when you when you look at great writers who are great storytellers, they they give so much detail they really make it, you feel like you're there. If you read a great book, that's like a, like a fantasy book, whatever it is, you feel like you're there. A romantic, a romantic fantasy book. No, I've never read those, (laughs) but I'm sure those are the same. You, you mean like, you mean like sci-fi? Yeah. Like uh, Harry Potter or that's fantasy, isn't it? Is that sci-fi? I I think so, but just, I wasn't sure where you were going with fantasy. So I wanted to clarify. Yeah, but I'm sure with like, you know, you're a big sexual fantasy book guy, so. <laughs> I've never read a sexual fantasy book in my life. <laughs> Just stone cold. I've never done that in my life. Um, but I'm sure they do the same as well. Like those Fifty Shades books, like hear people talk all the time about how like they just like they feel like they're there, you know. Yeah, so you really enjoy either. Those. Oh, yeah. Big fan of it. How, are there a bunch of those or is it just one? I think it's just one book, right? I know there's multiple movies. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> a lot of people get nervous when they're telling a story, especially out loud. But when they're writing as well, they they get nervous that they're getting too wordy, mm. and they and when they get nervous that they're getting too wordy, they you actually end up diminishing the story. You you don't make it as good as it could have been. Um, obviously, you don't want to use more words than necessary. But a very easy tip or hack that I've found for storytelling is just to give more detail. Just give more detail about what you see or what you saw or what you experienced. So if you're using a client, for example, and you don't know what to say, go back and look through your conversations like early on, like, when they first reached out, they told me that they were having uh, issues with food, right? They were struggling with binge eating. So we came, we, we worked together, we hopped on the phone and we spoke for several hours. And uh, like all of these small details lead to a better story. And, and it, it's, that's just one simple way to make your story more engaging and exciting is these small little details. Don't ignore them. Don't gloss over them. The things in where your mind like, oh, they, they don't matter. They actually do matter because the more that they feel like they are there and a part of it, the better. 
that's a really good, I know you use tip and hack, like kind of funny, but that's a really good piece of practical advice. Thanks, brother. Number two, document your own fitness journey. And uh, and special shout out to Brooks Herbis in the mentorship, who I think does a fantastic job of this. Um, yeah, we we had a, yeah. a short form. Actually, we it was a short form content challenge, but it was uh, more specific than that, where it was a document your own uh, fitness goal um, back. This was probably 10, 11 months ago at this point, but she's doing another one right now that uh, that is going super well, and it's just. I'll let you lead on this one, but shout out Brooks. You want me to lead? You don't want to lead on this one? I don't want to lead on this one. I'm not, I never play baseball, lead off. It's just, you go. <laughs> Wait, you never played baseball? Even as a kid? I might've played one year when I was like in fourth grade. Okay. So you played, you might've been oh, you a know lead what? off. You know what? I understand what you were saying before now. About what? When I was in fourth grade and like, you know, picking flowers and doing dicking around in the yeah. outfield. And yeah, you're not learning about working with other people. I, I, yeah. I do get that when you're playing real competitive, higher level yeah, sports correct. through adolescence and, and taking them seriously, there are different yeah. lessons. Yeah. That a hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you, you have a beef with someone on the team, you got to figure out a way to put it, put it, put it beside you mm. and, you know, Mm. Pass them the puck if we're going to use a hockey analogy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You don't like you don't like Brennan, but uh, <laughs> he's he's wide open for the shot. You got to pass him the fucking puck, even though he he's an idiot and yeah. <laughs> uh, he said some stupid shit. <laughs> what right? per what percent of the audience do you think picked up on that reference? I'm hoping a hundred percent, but I, I think probably closer to forty percent, maybe. Okay, that that stepbrothers reference. Um, okay. Can you repeat this one? Cause I forget what this one, what you said. Document your own fitness oh, yeah. journey. So Brooks crushing it. Um, Eric Roberts has crushed it with this as well. We've had a number of people in the mentorship crush it with this. Um, but I, I think I've done a pretty good job of doing it as well. Um, basically one thing that people really, stories are really important. And stories are, are one of the most important things in life in general. And essentially what we're telling you to do here is to tell your own story, but take people along for the ride. And I'm actually, I've been doing that with the, the upcoming birth of my daughter. Right. So I haven't been like, uh, I, I post fitness content obviously, but slowly and surely I've been taking people along, showing them from the very beginning, Hey, here we're pregnant da, 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 da. or even before that talking about, yes, we want kids for sure. Like, or even before that, like, Hey, this is my girlfriend. Oh, I'm going to take you on the whole, like you can go to my highlight in my Instagram and see the whole day that I proposed to my, my wife. And I took you through that whole, whole thing. And then I took you through the wedding and took you through all that stuff. And, and so it's been over a, a many years, but now I've taken you through the pregnancy a little bit and, and we're going to keep going further and further with that. But documenting that journey, people are really invested in it now. People are really invested because they've seen it sort of blossom in front of their eyes. And you can do that on a smaller scale with your own fitness journey. And so a simple way to do this is let's say you want to lose weight instead of just doing it and keeping it private, like make it public. Say like, Hey, this is what I weigh. I'm going to show you how I can lose weight over the next 
12 weeks and I'm going to show you every aspect of my journey. I'm going to weigh in every day. I'm going to show you what happens with my weight fluctuations. I'm going to show you my food choices. I'm going to show you that I can incorporate alcohol if you want to do that. I'm going to show you that I can incorporate Snickers bars or whatever the fuck you want to do. But take them along the journey so they can see what it looks like. Let's say you don't want to lose weight. Cool. You want to increase your deadlift. Hey, for the next 12 weeks, I'm going to take you along my training journey and show you how I can increase my deadlift by 25 pounds at least over the next 12 weeks. Uh, you don't want to increase your deadlift? Fine. Show them how like, hey, I'm going to get my, the. Um, I can only do two chin-ups right now. I'm going to show you all of my training until I can get 10 chin-ups right? And show them all of that. Take them along that journey. Show them the failures. Show them the success. Uh, have like the heart-to-heart the -heart conversations with them. These are the things that oftentimes they don't necessarily build a bigger audience. Sometimes they do. And I'll give you an example of when they do, but they build so much depth with your current audience. It's unbelievable. It's it, it takes your current audience from like a lukewarm, like, oh yeah, like I, I think they, it takes them from looking at your social media as a fitness page to I like this person saying like, oh, I like this fitness page to I like this them as an individual. I like what this person says. I like what this person believes. They know your name. They know what your voice sounds like. They know what your face looks like. They you know, when we talk about brand, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I want to build my brand. People don't even know what the fuck brand means. They just say brand because they hear it as a word, but they don't actually know what brand means. The best way that I've heard brand described is it's how people feel when they hear your name. Hmm. When someone hears your name or sees your name pop up or sees your account pop up, what is the first emotion that they get? What is the first response that they get in their in their heart in their stomach in their brain what happens what do they feel that is brand and when you can tell this story and have them follow along your journey you you get you know we talk about you know the a thousand true fans if you could get a hundred people just a hundred people to absolutely love you and have the your brand be just like excitement and happiness and trust well you're set for life with a hundred people you don't need millions of followers or thousands of followers, like a hundred people that absolutely love you, you're set for life. So, and, and this is, uh, you know, we spoke about in the two episodes ago about, you know, getting people to like you and talking about that. This is a practical aspect of, of storytelling, tell your story. And it doesn't necessarily mean like, uh, you know, you don't have to talk about everything from the point of conception, but talk about what you're going through right now and take them on that journey, tell that story. And the cool part about, I think one of the reasons people get nervous about this is one, because they don't know how the story is going to end, but that's what makes it great. Is like, you're, they're with you in the moment. They're interacting with you in the moment. They're present with you. So you're, they feel part of the, of the story creation. They feel part of like the, like they're part of the genesis of it and they're contributing to it. And the more they feel uh, that they can contribute to it, the better. Now, the way that this can help grow followers if you like aside from just depth you can also grow with is if you look at my big mac challenge for example the big mac challenge was something that was so crazy where people like would hear this guy's eating a big mac every day i want to follow along oftentimes people won't do that just for a random weight loss story it's not as crazy enough but if you do something like hey i'm gonna eat a donut a day or i'm gonna eat a big mac every day or i'm gonna you know whatever it is like i'm gonna i'm gonna drink alcohol every day whatever it is people will want to follow because it's a little bit crazy. It's very unique. So that is one way to, to help use the same strategy to also grow with in addition to depth, 
but you don't need to. You don't need to do that. The most important thing is just sharing your story and your journey. And, and you don't need to do this 24-7, 365. You could do this for 12-week intervals or, or eight-week intervals or four-week intervals. 30 days, yep. S- small little intervals of time. Hey, you know what? I'm going to do this like mini cut. I'm going to do this challenge. I'm going to try and increase like you could literally see, hey, listen, I'm going to see how many push-ups I can do today. And over the next 10 days, I'm going to follow this program that I'm gonna, that I designed myself. I'm going to see how many push-ups I can do in 10 days and see how that goes. And for 10 days, follow that journey. Just made that up off the top of my head. Like whatever, following these journeys. You're a testimonial for yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, you incorporated, which I think you did accidentally, which was great, two important things we talked about two weeks ago, which was being liked, likable or being liked and depth over width mm. and, and really like you can accomplish both of those or they're both tie in here. More specifically, when you document your own fitness journey and when you make progress on your own fitness goals, you are going to become the type of coach that more people want to work with. You're not necessarily going to become a better coach right? It's not necessarily going to make you uh, more able to help your clients. It might. It it certainly might. I think there's some practical application like, you know, practicing what you preach and and some overlap, but it is definitely going to make you more marketable, Mm -hmm. right? We can all think of of people who um, are very, very technically smart, but they're the hypertrophy expert with no lean mass, like that just, even though they could equally help the, the end audience, that isn't going to appeal to the average 25-year-old dude who's obsessed with adding muscle. And you can apply that to any like niche or, or area of fitness. Um, practicing what you preach and documenting it is going to make you more relatable and uh, and also more of an authority on the subject than, than not, than only uh, understanding it technically rather than practically. Yeah. And the cool, one of the, another cool part about this, this strategy, if you want to call it that, is you can get the exact clients that you want to work with by using this strategy. So if you don't want weight loss clients, then do not do a weight loss challenge. If you only want to work with people like for strength training, then do a strength challenge. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I'm going to see how much, how, stronger I, how much stronger I can get my deadlift, my squat, my bench press, my chin-ups, my push-ups, whatever, in the next 60 days. Then you, when people see that, then people will want to do the, the exact same thing. And then they will ask you, hey, like, can you coach me to do this? Can you coach me? To-? Cool, you have your clients. If you want weight loss clients, you can do a weight loss challenge. Like, hey, over the next 30 days, I'm going to do a mini cut. I'm going to lose X amount of weight. Then you'll get people who want to do that. If you want to gain weight, like whatever it is, you get to choose. Like, I don't think there's any other strategy that comes anywhere as close to as good as this one for getting the exact clients that you want. We got a little intermission here. Jordan, what's up with rugs? Oh, God, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I'm also, I forgot that we were talking about that. I'm glad. Did you plan this? Yeah. Or did it just come to your head? You no. planned it? Yeah. You wrote it in the notes? It's in the notes. I mean, you, you've been getting some rugs, right? Your, your wife uh, has been getting rugs in the house. We got a rug. We returned it. We got a, a, a new rug and then we returned that one. And now we're on our third rug. And <laughs> I, I think it's here to I stay. <laughs> I think so. 
The thing about rugs that is odd to me, and no, you no, and no, I have no, spoken don't, about don't this. Play, don't play middle of the road. It's more than odd to you. It's I don't get it. Bewildering. It's it's stupid to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because okay. here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've got beautiful hardwood floors, and. My whole life, my mom was always like, oh, I want hardwood floors, and I want hardwood floors. Now my my wife is like, oh, I want hardwood floors, all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, now we need a rug. I'm like, why the fuck are we covering <laughs> the beautiful hardwood floors? I don't get it. It makes no sense. And then, like, there are other areas of the house that are carpeted. And you know what's even crazier? She wants to put rugs on top of the carpet. <laughs> what is that? You've already got know. a carpet. Why do we need a rug on top of the carpet? My guess understand. is my guess is decoration. That's the only conceivable idea that I have as to why that makes sense. My wife says it ties the room together. I have that's like she could have said something in Chinese and I would have had an equal ability to understand what that meant. <laughs> I have a theory. It ties the what does that mean? It ties the room together. What's your theory? I'll tell you what. It's uh, it's a slogan. It's a propaganda slogan. I got a conspiracy <laughs> theory on this. It's a propaganda <laughs> slogan from Big Rug. So Big, we've mm. heard of Big Pharma. We know Big Dairy. Big Rug is infiltrating TikTok with influencer mm. girls who are making these like decorative rooms, living rooms. I don't even know all kinds of rooms, family rooms. I don't know what you call them, but they're all, they got the couches and the chairs and the rugs and the coffee table. And there's this certain aesthetic to it. And they've hacked the for you page of millions and billions of women around the world. And, uh, and made them believe that they need a room that looks like these influencers rooms influencer marketing man it's crazy it is crazy they're like they're like hey we're gonna pay you to put your put rugs in a room that doesn't need a rug and you're gonna talk about how much you love it <laughs> and then other people are gonna love are it. gonna are gonna love it and then they're gonna buy rugs uh-huh. and you'll get 20 percent of the revenue of the rug commission man i don't understand it I don't. It makes no sense. You'd also, I don't get it. You'd also think they would be less expensive for what they are. Like, what is, what is it? I wonder what the margins are, the, the gross margin, just purely on raw materials manufacturing over price on a rug. Man, I feel like we should try and do influencer marketing for something really stupid. I guess, I mean, rugs. <laughs> they're they, they're already doing it but like we should try and do it just to like see if it, it could go crazy just like try, we, trying to think do of, we like, want to put that out into the world i mean it'd be funny i get where you're it'd going be with so this funny like like wearing i don't know like uh i don't know i was gonna say like a clown nose or something I, something I don't know something stupid just something ridiculous just get all these influencers doing it make it cool and just and make it cool <laughs> and then be like, see, this is what rugs are. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> and we could document so the, the whole thing. So then we get to we make could that start point. It. We could record ourselves saying, all right, we're going to pay these influencers this much money to do this. And within a year, this is going to be the most popular thing. You've, and then, you've and been having- could, And make a YouTube video about it. You've been having a lot of creative new business ideas recently. Yeah, just in time. Um, <laughs> no, you just what did in you time, tell me? Investing, no, just in time. Inventory. What is the word? Inventory. <laughs> you told me one the other day, though. That was your idea. 
what was it again? Do you? Re- I don't remember. I forget. I completely forget. But it was your idea for sure. I just threw it out there, and you said we should we should make a business. I well, good thing we both forget what it was. But it was a it was a billion dollar business idea. <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it was very <laughs> mediocre. Oh, oh wait, no, I'm almost remembering what was it. It was um, it was about property management. Oh, that's right. It was yeah, because I I was talking about being a homeowner. <laughs> And and I was like, bro, if you ever buy a house, you should hire a property manager for your own house. And you were like, that's genius. I'm going to. <laughs> and then you were like, we should start a company. <laughs> yeah. It might be a billion dollar idea. It might be onto something. Property management worldwide. Worldwide property management. With, you, a, ju- with a just-in-time component. Yes. We manage your property just in time. <laughs> but because we talk so much business on the podcast, I wonder I wonder how we can differentiate between trolling and genuine advice and if that's going to get confusing or not. <laughs> because don't do what we just said, but do everything else in the episode, but not that. When are we getting video for this pod? When Ver- are we getting people to so see So soon, so soon. <laughs> this month, I would imagine August. I'd be shocked if we didn't have a video podcast on YouTube in the month of August. Wow. Shocked. I cannot wait. I can't wait. All right. This, All right, th- so this episode's two. getting long. We might need to rapid fire these last three. Long form content. We've talked about this a lot, so we can. <laughs> All right. You, you lead off. You take the, the lead off. All right. Kenny in Lofton. The, uh, in the lineup. Here I yeah. go. You know who Kenny Lofton is? <laughs> Do I know Kenny Lofton? You know who Ichiro Suzuki is? Come on. Was he a lead off? I don't know, but he was super fast. He would definitely had the ability to be a leadoff. Okay. What about Ken Griffey Jr.? Was he a leadoff? No, no, I think no, he was a power. Hitter. I think he hit in the four slot, right? Fourth, four, Just yeah, probably four. Bombed him. He gave a nice speech yeah. the other day. It came up on my TikTok. Ken Griffey Jr. did. Yeah, he was. Uh, I assume it was some kind of like um, induction into. Uh, not the Hall of Fame, but may- maybe it was team specific. I don't know. I don't know baseball well, but Jay Buner, I think the guy's name is, who was a teammate Jay, of his. Okay. He, was, he was saying some nice things about him. Are you pulling this up right now? I'm looking. When did Ichiro Suzuki bat in the lineup? Or maybe was Ichiro a leadoff hitter? That's a better search. Was Ichiro a leadoff hitter? Um. I don't, it's not coming up. doesn't say. All right. I'll look for it later. Anyway, long, long form, form content. Long form content. We don't need to belabor this point. There's a hyper focus right now on short form content. It's like crack cocaine. You make it, you get the feedback. The feedback loop is tight, right? It's quick. Um, it's everywhere. And it is the, the uh, most commonly touted method of growing a business uh, from most gurus out there. And and it absolutely has its place and should be one aspect of your content creation. But um, what is more sustainable, what is something that your, your effort today and your effort this year will pay dividends and will benefit you in the future is making long-form SEOable content. And, and that right now that's website and that's YouTube places where you can put in effort in 2022 
15 hours of hard work writing and editing. And in 2027, someone Googles that term that you haven't done anything about nor thought about for the last five years, stumbles across your website uh, or your YouTube channel. And uh, it's organic reach that has a a long lifespan. Whereas right now that does not exist with short form content. You know what else is SEOable? Hmm. Pinterest. Now, Pinterest, this is interesting. My wife just had a friend over uh, for a few days and I like just heard them talking about Pinterest. So I know nothing about Pinterest, but I do know that when you Google search something, you can look at articles for your website. You can look at videos on YouTube or you can look at images. And those are very often on Pinterest Hmm. uh, and also on your website. But Again, I know nothing about it, but Pinterest is a super powerful tool if you wanted to go into that world. And, you know, I was talking, I was, I wasn't talking, I was listening to them talk about it. And they were talking about, about SEO from the consumer side without realizing it. Hmm. My wife and her friend were talking about, oh my God. Yeah. So like, I, like I have all these pins and all, I don't know, like they were talking about recipes and stuff and how they, they found their favorite women who do recipes online from Pinterest. And I was like, well, how'd you find them from Pinterest? They're like, well, I Googled this recipe and I found a picture. And then from the picture, I was brought to their Pinterest. And from their Pinterest, I was brought to their website and I was brought, and I bought this course and I was like, holy shit, they're talking about this without realizing they're talking about it, about like this deeper understanding of like how SEO works. And we're going to talk about SEO in a bit, but, um, I have always thought there's definitely room in the fitness industry for Pinterest if someone like wants to like try a different route. But either way, long form content is is the king. I think this the more and more we're seeing these TikToks and these reels and I'm convinced I maybe I'm just getting old. I think they're gonna be the death of society. They're just <laughs> they're awful. They're the worst. And I and I I yeah, I just I hate them. They're they're great for many ways. Um, you know what I hate about them? I'm going to tell you what I hate about it. Or are you not, not necessarily about them, but how I see a lot of people using them. Consuming or creating? Creating, creating. I see a lot of, so Mike and I were joking before we got on this podcast about like, what if we just told you the headlines of these (laughs) topics that we're discussing without any nuance to it, right? What if we just said, we're going to get, you know, all right. So number one, what was number one? Soft versus hard hard selling. Imagine if we just said like, yeah, do more soft selling than hard selling. Next. Then what was the second one? Document your own fitness journey. Document your, all right, cool. And then long form content and so on and so forth. Imagine if that's all we did. You would have gotten zero nuance, zero understanding. You wouldn't even have known what the fuck we were talking about for the soft versus hard selling probably, right? But I see people on reels and TikToks putting fucking music behind them or whatever, or maybe even no music. They're just like, Hey, like here's how to lose fat. Like eat in a calorie deficit, uh, eat this much protein, make sure you walk. It's like, for fuck's sake, you're not giving them any nuance. And I understand there's a time and a place for it, but you can do better than that. Like you can do much better than just saying like giving them the headlines. Mm. You can use the reels for better content. So rather than just giving these like five things that are these cockamamie like like headlines that like don't do much, 
go in detail. I'm pretty sure Instagram, you can do 90 second reels. Like you can give more nuance on one topic in 90 seconds than just like these like headlines. So, I mean, if you're going to do these, these reels, which is fine, I think you should, I think it's important. Just give more nuance or don't do these like headline bullshits. It, it has to do with subject choice because what you just listed is a good example of, you know, how to lose fat is a giant question that could be a 10,000 word article is an entire book that we wrote, but like it could be so you can go so in depth trying to answer that in 60 or 90 seconds doesn't make sense. But if we look at, uh, you mentioned Eric Roberts before going in depth on a specific exercise, like a specific, sometimes somewhat obscure exercise and giving two Mm -hmm. or three or four coaching cues around that movement, uh, is a, a good way, we'll say, to use that shorter form style of content. Now, yeah. I actually, uh, I still don't disagree with you and and the like semi-grandpa perspective that it's the end of society, but for different reasons. I think that content, and I'm, I'm literally just hearing Gary be like, that's what they said about the radio. That's what they said about the TV. That's what they said. <laughs> but it, we are technology and consumable content, we'll just call it, the style of it is becoming more and more and more addictive. And that's oh, why yeah. and that's oh, why yeah. everyone copied TikTok. That's why Facebook copied TikTok. That's why Instagram has reels. That's why YouTube has shorts that like and why is that bad, let's say? Because I think the majority of people on earth don't have any self-control or have minimal levels of self-control. And so boredom and free time are becoming a thing of the past because it gets filled, these gaps of time during your day or weekends or whatever get filled with just swipe, 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 swipe. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, I have absolutely nothing to back it up. Uh, but I think that in 10, 20, 30 years, we're going to see evidence that um, this, uh, we'll call it a high number of changes in focus is going to be detrimental to the brain. And just to give an example, think of 60 minutes of reading, you know, chapter six of uh, Harry Potter and Goblet of Fire compared to 60 minutes of literally, you know, you're probably consuming at least 120 TikToks in that amount of time, maybe more, depending probably on the more, yeah. depending on the number that you watch the first few seconds of, and you're like, no, and the ones you watch the entire thing, just that, like being immersed in one story or one thing, or it doesn't even have to be reading a book; it could be completing a task. But I, I want to compare apples to apples, so it's consumption of of entertainment or education. Watching a movie, watch a movie for two hours versus consume uh, 240 plus TikToks. I think that the 240 plus TikToks is, for lack of a more scientific term, like degrading our brain in mm. some way. And I, and yeah. I think that will get proved out over time. And now, there, I, I forget the name of it, uh, Bology. Um, I don't know how to say his last name. Previous CTO of Coinbase. I've talked mm. to you about him about like yeah. geopolitical stuff, but he was tweeting about this new AI generated content which isn't even made by a human and, and isn't that great yet, but uh, hyper palatable content mm. that is AI generated 
you know, using all this data, I don't even know how it's made, but basically making stuff that hits all of our pleasure centers, whether that's, whether that's video or, or images or whatnot, but yeah. Do you know one of the, so there, yeah, long form content. And if you, we have tons of, of content on this and like our podcasts on this. So if you, if you want more specifics, feel free to, you know, go back and listen, or, you know, we have tons of information on it in the mentorship and you can get $300 off if you join right now using code pop-up scales link in the show notes. Um, the other thing about, about this. So I haven't been making reels for a couple main reasons. Number one is I just can't be asked to, I'm just like, I'm just, I don't, I don't like making it right now. I'm just, I don't fucking like it. Now I know it would be beneficial for business and I know I can do them in a way that would help people. But the number one reason is just, I don't want to fucking do it. Like, that's just it. And I, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will eventually. But the other reason that I haven't been doing them, but I have been doing uh, Q&As and podcasts, uh, and I will be start doing YouTube videos again soon, is because I have zero data to support this. But I very much think, so people are, are getting trained, and they're essentially, they're training themselves to only like this like short, quick, info and and like if it's anything longer then they're not going to watch it they're not like i don't want to train my audience to only consume short form content from me i don't want them to expect these quick quick cuts like super fast like because as soon as they're bored for a second they leave i don't want like so i deliberately will make q a's in which i spend 20 or 30 minutes writing the answer to one question and it will be a long form response i'll say touch and hold the screen to read and doing these long podcasts because i don't want to train my audience to expect quick 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 content i want them to know like hey it's going to be longer form and it will be worth it if you stick around um Again, maybe like there's the argument to be made. Well, if they get introduced to your short form content, then they'll go to your long form content as a result of it. That's a fair, fair counterpoint. Um, but for, for creating depth, there's no question that long form content is in, you can't create depth with short form content. Actually, you should not say you can't, you can't create anywhere near as much depth with short form content as you can long form content. You just can't. Bingo. Four. Bingo. Be yourself. <laughs> Be yourself. This was yours. That's your way of telling me. All right, Jordan. This was your <laughs> idea. So if you're funny, be funny. So, if you're not funny, yeah. don't be funny. Don't be someone you're not. Yes. That's exactly right. Um I see a lot of people say things to me like, yeah, but I'm not funny. Like, like you don't have to be funny. You don't have to be anyway except yourself. And I think people run into issues when they try and be someone they're not. Like if you're not like a super funny person, then don't try to be a super funny person. Just you could be super dry. You could, but be yourself. I think that is, I know it sounds cliche and hippy dippy and da, 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 but it's like, you don't want to try and be someone you're not because people can smell that. And aside from people smelling that, you're not gonna be able to sustain it. Like you can't sustain trying to pretend to be someone you're not, um, and when you are just fully you, it, you know, I, I remember a, a very well-known fitness professional in the, in the peak of the long form content days. I'll never forget this. This is before Instagram existed. He was, uh, he, he is and was a terrible writer, like truly phenomenally awful writer. 
And aside from how terrible his grammar and spelling was, like he just, his writing just sucked. And people would get on him for it all the time. And they would give him shit in the comment section on Facebook. And like, because back in the day, you'd write an article, you'd, you'd publish it on your website, and then you'd share it on your Facebook page. Like, hey, go read the article. Da, da, da. And that's how like, that was initially disseminated. And information was initially disseminated. And people in the comments would always give him shit for like, how bad his writing was. And like, people would say, you need to get someone to edit this. And like, you need to change your writing, you need to study writing, read this book. And eventually, he made an entire post about he's like, listen, I'm a fitness coach. I am not a writer. I'm not an author. Like, this is not what I'm, I'm not going to spend my time doing. Like, if you find my content helpful, despite my shitty writing, that's all I care about. And people loved it. People absolutely loved it. He just went in on being himself, unapologetic. Like, this is who I am. There's like, listen, I'm not going to like learn to become a better writer. Like I know my information is super helpful. If it's, if my writing is so bad, you don't want to read it. Great. That's fine. Then don't read it. But you know, if you read it, you're going to like get really good information. It's going to help you. So people continue to read it and he's continued to grow and he's a, he's a huge presence in the world to this day. Um, are you, I'm not can, saying, no, I'm, I'm not saying him. deliberately not saying his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, not a big fan of them, but like, you know, great information, but. <laughs> Not going to give free publicity, you know. You just went gender neutral on you. Went him, 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 and then you went them. Uh, I don't didn't do that on purpose. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to assume I know their pronouns. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. Know. I'm not an assumer, Michael. I see. I see. But uh, okay. Yeah, he, this guy, like, frankly, he's he's been a little bit of a dick. But uh, you know, I'm not. I don't really like him very much. So I'm not going to give him free publicity on our show. But he's very good at what he does. Um, Understood. But yeah. And, and I, and I respected it, that move, you know? So even though like I wouldn't invite him over for dinner, I would still gladly say that he's, he's done super well for himself and, uh, and he has great information and he went in on being himself. By being himself. Yeah. By not trying to be someone that he's not. So it's easier said than done, but it, it comes with practice as well. And I think one of the, one of the best ways to do this practically, since this is the practical episode is whatever you should make. A, an Instagram post, like a video, maybe even a reel, if you want to do that, it, about talking about the things that you struggle with, the things that are really difficult for you. Like if making content or video content is really difficult, you should make a video being like, hey, I'm making this video content to let you know that this is very difficult for me. I would much rather not be behind the camera. I don't feel comfortable speaking on camera, but sometimes we have to do things that are really difficult. And I know that I'm asking you to do that in your fitness journey. So I figured, you know, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to like, make sure, you know, like this is really hard for me to put this out here publicly. People love that because it's honest and it's true. So if you struggle with something, just be honest about it and, and tell people, I think it's one of the best ways to get comfortable being yourself. Number five, don't be a guru. Oh, the gurus. You want to go in on that? The gurus. Dude, I saw, I get a lot of Instagram sponsored feed posts from like just some random nobodies who are like fear monger, hard selling some grow your business shit. And I get every single day, I get cold emails about, do you want more clients? Do you want my selling? I made a video for your website. I'll sell it. You can sell more. I'll triple your this. I'll like, who are you? Who are you? And why are you in my inbox? 
you nonsense guru. Don't be that. Don't be those people. And don't sign up with those people. <laughs> well, that, that goes without saying. You know what? Or do. Or do because then you're- Yeah, actually, you know what? Do. That's a good, way, that's a good way to learn. That's a good way to- just, Like that's a way- it, It's hard to learn from being told something, even for me personally, but to go blow a bunch of money on someone who has no idea what they're talking about and you're going to learn from that experience and you won't make that mistake again. I literally was just talking to a friend of mine who she's always asking for business advice and like, I'm happy to help. She just spent $20,000 for some of these gurus. Gurus. And uh, and I, I got so mad and I was like, you know what? I'm glad that you just wasted $20,000 because I've been telling you exactly what to do for years. And I think you've been taking it for granted. And now you just wasted 20 fucking K on these gurus. And now it's like, and what are you getting for it? You know what they told, they told her, you're going to laugh. They told her to open up a free Facebook group. Is that where people are getting this idea? It must be. I was like, why the fuck did they tell you to do that? It's, it's, I was like, why not just get an email list instead? Like, and, and the whole strategy, this is the strategy, get a free Facebook group and then run ads to that Facebook group. So you get people wait, on wait, your wait, free, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I wish, I wish we had a camera right now wait, to see wait, your face. <laughs> did build a lookalike audience based on the people in the group and run ads at that or run ads at the people in the group? From my from my understanding is it's the latter. Run ads at people in the group. How yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. $20,000. Just fucking get them on an email list. Then you don't need to spend money on ads. Like you, it goes right to their inbox. Yeah. Yep. God damn. Well, not to mention all of the time and effort and energy that you're going to spend maintaining the group and building depth with the group that you could be doing on your public facing pages, except that with the Facebook group, there is no opportunity for reaching new audience like uh, you would do if you were making content that was public facing. Yeah. What if I what if I would have made my Why Fitness Matters video and then I just would have posted it to a group of like 137 people? <laughs> <laughs> and so instead of it reaching 10 plus mil organically, it just reached, you know, maybe 40 of the 137 people. Yeah. It's so stupid. The private Facebook group model is, it's fucking stupid. So yeah, these gurus, they, they promise you these six figures and six minutes of, of posting on Instagram. And it's, uh, God damn, like I, and I think we're preaching to the choir here. Like people who are listening to this podcast are not going to fall for the guru nonsense. But if you have colleagues or friends who are falling for the, like, send them this episode. Just, just, Hey, listen to this. And you could listen, fast forward through the whole talk about, uh, about rugs. rugs if you want. I mean, that was, <laughs> I, I thought that was probably, probably one of the funniest parts of the episode. And we could talk about that in a second, but, um, have them listen to this. Cause the gurus, they're the, the exact same bullshit that the, that the fitness, like, you know, the detox teas and uh, all that bull, like they're the same. It's the same people in a different end of the industry. Mm-hmm. It's the same bullshit. Don't like, listen, one thing that we say about the, you, you'll, the thing about, we talk about the mentorship, you'll never hear us say like, you'll make this much in this amount of time. 
the only guarantee that we give you is that you will definitively make your money back if you do everything that we tell you to do. Now, everyone thus far who's done everything we've told them to do has made significantly more than their money back and they've built incredible businesses. But we're not trying to get you in by saying you'll make this much in this amount of time. We're not saying like X amount, like there's a lot of people like, oh, like you need to make this much a month in order to consider yourself successful. No, that's what we want to do is we want to teach you, we want to help you become a better coach. It's a major part of what we do. We want to teach you our systems for coaching, our methods for coaching, the the psychology behind our coaching, how you can write better training programs, help your clients better. And we also want to help you build a business that allows you to live a happy, enjoyable, healthy life. Um, we want you to build a business that allows you to enjoy time with your family, that allows you to, to work from wherever you would like to. But we're not... we're we're not in the business of trying to make people like multi-billionaires. That's not what this is about, especially not at the expense of, of people's health and all of that. And at the, the expense of your, uh, your authenticity and of who you really are. So pay attention to how people are marketing to you. Mm. If someone is mark like, and you, this is same, same lessons for your clients, pay attention that you should say, Hey, how are people marketing? Are they marketing to you saying like, you can eat as much as you want and lose as much weight as you want. Like that's important to pay attention to. That's like bullshit marketing are, are pay attention to how these gurus are marketing to you. And do you align with that? Is that something that you really want to be a part of? Um, and the only person who can answer that is you, but if you want to be a part of something better, Join the mentorship, $300 off right now. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. This is a fun episode to, to record. We need to get that that camera so that they can see our facial reactions. It's a really fun episode. Camera's coming soon. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next week. If, if you're going to sign up, sign up. Pop-up scales, one word, link in description. Don't wait a week, six days, seven days, and then see that the code doesn't work in email. If you're going to sign up, sign up and... Can't wait to see you next week. See you now or see you another time. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.